Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey guys, Molly Pippen here with episode 213 of Perpetual Traffic. This episode is actually a part of a training that we did inside of Team Traffic, which is a monthly virtual mastermind that Ezra Firestone and I have for media buyers. You can learn more at teamtraffic.com. I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. I will be meeting with the CEO and founder of Minichat which is a bot building tool, Mr. Mikkel Yang. We're talking about where Messenger is going in the next year or two, and I promise this will be exciting news for all of you digital marketers out there. So let's dive right into it. Mike, how's it going, buddy? Going great, Molly. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. For those of you guys that don't know Mike or haven't heard him on Perpetual Traffic or maybe on a stage, Mike is the founder of MiniChat, which in my opinion is the absolute industry leader when it comes to messenger marketing and chatbots. Mike, we actually met about three years ago now. This industry, it's growing up. (laughs) It's crazy that we've been talking about Facebook Messenger now for almost three years But a lot has happened in those three years, and a lot is to come with Messenger in the next three years. And I think it's important for us not to only keep up to date on strategies, which we'll talk a little bit about, but for people to really understand where this is going and where your brain is, because you are, I mean, one of the masterminds behind this industry. If it wasn't for Minichat, you know, Minichat sets the standard for a lot of what's happening with Messenger marketing and bot building in 2019. So, we haven't caught up in a while and I wanted team traffic to have an opportunity to ask you questions also, but just pick your brain about uh, where this is going and what this means for everybody on the call. So thank you again. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you for all the kind words. It was uh, without your help and uh, the rest of the team who was early, but we wouldn't be where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, you just raised, I think I saw $18 million. Am I correct? Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that that part of your world is very foreign to a lot of us as marketers, especially old school direct response marketers that, you know, we've just been hustling and bootstrapping businesses. But something that really attracted me to mini chat. So for those of you guys that don't know, you know, I was one of the first people on board really promoting mini chat, help get the name out there. I helped you guys produce the conference last year, just long time. Yeah fan and supporter and just interested in this in general. And something that attracted me to working with you guys was that, Mike, you did have a different approach to this whole game. And a big part of your strategy was raising money. And can you talk about why and just a little bit of how you came about that? Because that's pretty foreign to me. And I think it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been doing projects and startups for over 10 years now. And we started Mini Chat in 2015, actually. Uh, we approached it from a really, the standpoint of, hey, let's make something that people want and would use and then see where it goes. And if we see an opportunity where we can, by fueling its growth with some outside investor money, we can actually achieve more and get to a bigger scale, then let's use that opportunity. And at first we were just, like basically funding it from our own savings. Mm -hmm. And at some point we got into 500 startups, which is an accelerator that- I think you you told me at one time that you used a big part of your wedding gift. (laughs) Basically basically almost all of it. Yeah, your wonderful wife. uh, (laughs) (laughs) She was cool with that. (laughs) Yeah, when we started Mainshed, we just got married. And uh, And how old were you, Mike? Like 23, 24? No, I think 20, 25. Okay, so, crazy. yeah. And basically all of that money went into, into starting the, the company. And that initial investment got us to 500 startups, which gave us the opportunity to hire like our first uh, developer. And after we've got done through the accelerator program, for those of you who are not like into the tech startup world, an accelerator is just a... It's people who give you a bit of money and a co-working space for several months and mentorship to accelerate like what you're building and getting to product market fit. And then you have a demo day, which the goal is to basically raise money so you don't die in the next few months. <laughs> um, what actually ended up happening is that when we were raising money at the demo day, one of the best projects there, because it was 2016, in April 2016, Skype opened up for uh, bots, Messenger opened up, and Kick uh, opened up. And it was like in the span of one week, and everybody went crazy because like everyone saw this as this huge opportunity to automate conversations, etc. And everybody was talking about chatbots. And we were like, sure, like let's call them chatbots if the market wants to use that name. And we already had, everybody was just starting their products because the platforms have just opened up, but we were already working for almost a year on Telegram and we already had 150,000 bots created. So we could show this amazing up into the right graph of growth 
in a space that we just created and all the investors loved the presentation. So we got a lot of invites. But after that, we went to talk to them and to raise actual money and they started asking questions. So these chatbots, this is like artificial intelligence and like, what, what is your like natural language processing? Not quite. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what, 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 wait, it's not like we, we know it's called chatbots, but like we don't have any natural language processing, <laughs> like, those types of things, because this is, this is much more about customer communication. This is much more about helping businesses connect with customers through a new medium that is much more engaging, rich and converting than the old mediums and the world has changed it shifted if you look at your friends family and colleagues it shifted from the older channels of communication to the new channels of communication yeah. which are messaging apps and we are basically empowering we, we want to build a platform that will empower businesses to use this new medium to its fullest potential and they're like oh so you're like marketing technology and we're like yeah like kind of like marketing technology <laughs> and they're like oh okay let's talk in six months so we basically got 40 no's and nobody wanted to give us money and that's when we decided that we need to basically wow, bootstrap yeah. yeah it was a month and a half was like we were going through this deep dive into investor talks and nobody wanted to invest at that point so we decided to start charging money which <laughs> in startup world is not the first thing you do. <laughs> yeah. I know when I first started working with you guys, Mike, I was like, raise your prices. <laughs> and exactly. it's a different mindset. Yeah. We're like, hey, let's grow the engagement and the number yeah, of users. users. Yeah. yeah. So this actually was a really great point for us because if, if it wasn't for these no's, we wouldn't have been forced into starting to charge money. If we weren't forced to start charging money, we wouldn't be forced into like, actually going out and asking the hard questions of okay so what would people actually pay for mm. <laughs> what yeah, do we need to the build? actual proof of concept you know? yeah exactly that was the time when we said okay so we gotta actually like figure out the features people will pay for that's when i went out like looked at all the different marketing platforms there and said okay we're going to build sequences we're going to build tags we're going to build custom fields and we're going to launch this in two weeks because <laughs> we needed to secure a place on a conference to pitch about what we were doing. We needed an announcement. And I just pitched the moderator that we were going to announce the pro plan. And they're like, really? You're going to announce the pro plan in two weeks? What a coincidence. And I'm like, yeah, sure. We're going to do this. Yeah. And then I went back to the team and said that, hey, guys, we need to build we this right this. now. And Mike, really yeah. quick, I think this is a big lesson for everybody on the call. Your speed of implementation, I mean, you and the team, a lot of it comes from you as a leader, though, is really impressive, not just in terms of how quickly you guys build something, but like once you know what the next move is, you make that happen very quickly. And it's what's allowed you to stay in the forefront of the market. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in a place of decision paralysis or not knowing yeah. the next move and being scared to take that action. And then things are stagnant, right? It doesn't mean that everything you do is correct. There's failures, but you know that by continuing to move, that's how you're going to get to the next step. And I think that's just an important lesson from your story, in my opinion. Yeah. 40 knows. And then you bootstrapped it. And then finally, three years later, you actually, you know, get the investment to grow mini chat to the next level. But the journey, the path didn't look exactly as you had imagined it in the beginning. 
Yeah, we've been actually after that, we've been able to start slowly. The funny story is after we decided to start charging prices, we got our first like few customers. And that's how we actually connected with Andrew Warner. And that's how like somehow through that, I think we've connected with Ezra and with you. And like yeah, Ezra's the first one that told me about mini chat. He was like, yo, did you know you could do this? <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. And now like all of this is just full circle. You helped us with the conference with like getting the word out. I remember the first TNC was like just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> probably come to TNC and we're like, nah, this is yeah, conferences. Yeah, this yeah, is a waste of time. We need to like <laughs> product stuff. And like, it turned out to be one of the best decisions. But anyway, yes, you should keep going. And like, the thing is, when you don't know what to do, it's better to, if there is a reversible decision or low cost decision that you can make and try out, you should just go and do that. And to just get, get the feedback from the market, from users, from you should basically, what it's called, confront the reality (laughs) you should basically as fast as you can do that you'll get the feedback and then you'll have more information and you'll become more confident because once you have that feedback you actually can now make a better decision and mike before we go deeper into the messenger stuff that's something else that i want to highlight about why i think you guys have been successful and a recent example is you were just in australia i don't know how long you went down there but you flew down there just to meet one after the other with customers and do testimonial videos but not just testimonial videos to say look how great mini chat is but like actually getting their feedback and i've you've documented this you're sending this information back to the team but you are in touch with your customer and we preach this. I mean, this is marketing, right? Like understanding your customer, being able to speak with them, but for you, it's investing time and most people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. I believe that this is one of the most important things. Whenever I don't talk to customers for a prolonged period of time, I start to become really, really anxious and stressed <laughs> mm-hmm. because I start to feel like I'm not in touch with the market and that My decisions are becoming like, I feel less and less confident in the decisions. But once you go out and start to, when I was in Australia, there was a few days when I was talking to like four agencies in a single day and each one of them doing like two hours, two and a half hours deep dives Mm. into specific use cases and specific problems and challenges and wins and successes that they're having to better understand their business model. And it's not only about how they're using our platform, it's about better understanding their whole, like the way that their business is set up and the way their life is set up. How did they go about this? How did they transition from a, working on a job to like start to moonlight to actually make this a full-time business what is important to them what is their biggest challenge etc because at the end it's not about like having a product it's not about the single thing that you're doing or a single channel or thing single idea it's about like you have customers and those customers have different needs and if you want to be successful with those customers you should be in love with their challenges and try as hard as you can to solve those challenges for them Yeah, beautifully said and not being married to what that looks like. And that kind of transitions us into the part of the conversation I'm most excited about because 
as you said earlier, Minichat was first built on Telegram, which is a completely different channel. I've never even used Telegram before, but I know it exists. But your success has mainly been on Facebook Messenger. And a lot of that has to do with Facebook opening up, you know, Messenger in 2016. You guys were building perfect timing. Facebook's the biggest platform in the world. Why would you not, you know? But I think as we're all, you know, you and I both love Facebook. I believe it will be a dominant platform for many years to come, but we should always diversify. And I know that that's yeah. something that I have discussed a lot, even before you guys have a much closer relationship with Facebook now, but even before when I was like, Mike, there's a lot of risk. What if Facebook just says no bots ever again, right? <laughs> that, that would be a, a pretty scary thing for many chat. But I think for us as advertisers and messenger marketers, we are also realizing that, okay, the stuff that's working for us from a bot standpoint, that could really be applied to any messaging app. And I know you'll talk about this in a minute, but you know, you're predicting that in the next few years, messaging apps will be you know, really the sole communication channel that we use, period, as consumers. So therefore, as businesses and marketers, we should probably be moving in that direction. But that said, with Minichat and Minichat being a platform developed on Facebook Messenger, what are your plans for these other channels? And do yeah. you think we will see, you know, I know WhatsApp's a given because Facebook owns that channel, but what about iMessage? You know, what about these other messaging apps? Yeah. And Mike and I haven't talked about this, so um, <laughs> I'm a student here taking notes. Uh, but yeah, tell yeah. us your plan because we need to get ready for that. Yeah, great question. And Whenever you're starting something, you have to be really focused. That's why we started with a single channel. And we've had to pick the channel really, like specifically, where we do we want to grow? and Where do we see as much potential as we can? But then, obviously, you want to diversify. And you want to make sure that there is, as a business, you want to diversify. And as a marketer who is using, you want to have access to your audience to different channels. So I think that if we're talking, about first of all, if we were talking about the older channels like email and SMS, we love to like pick on email and talk about how like low their open rates and CTRs are. That said, like the two percent CTRs that are on like the average on email still drive thirty percent of e-commerce's revenue. Yeah, well, so, you got to think about volume too, right? Exactly. So even though the percentages seem low, the volume yeah. most businesses are getting from email is still just as important as Messenger. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if, if you have a channel that is driving 30% of your revenue, it's going to be an important channel no matter what the CTRs are. Yeah. So it's about the value. So I definitely think given the fact that email is an open protocol and SMS is an open protocol that are regulated by more like government than an actual like single platform, I think it's really important for businesses to continue. And when I talk to agencies, like all of them do this. So you're not just building a list on Messenger. You're also using Messenger to build your email list, your SMS list. And I was really excited to know that almost all of the agencies who are getting subscribers on Messenger, they're also asking for the email. And they're also building the email list through that. And that's a really great tactic because you're driving the Facebook ad to the Messenger experience, which is interactive and has really high conversion rates and has really low cost per lead costs. And you're using that 
to deliver the offer or do whatever. And then you're also asking for the email. Yeah. And that creates like this, uh, one of the strategies that I've heard about, which I also found really smart is that I think Steve told me from my wife quit uh, her job. He told me that he had this, you know, like the spinning wheel growth tool where you can have different types of uh, offers. Yeah. So he used the wheel of fortune and to spin it, you had to give out the email to spin the wheel but then to get the actual coupon or something, you got it in Messenger. So he used Wine Growth Tool for getting two channels. And I think this is what we are going into. Same thing, Mike. Like you've seen Ollie Bilson's phone funnel, and he sends Facebook ads to Messenger to also get the phone number to do SMS. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So the conversion into us, I've heard the first, when I talked to the agencies, uh, one of them was selling, like he was in the business of selling leads and you cannot sell a lead without the phone number. That was how the contract worked. So I asked him how he uses this. And he said he gets the phone number through Messenger. So again, you're using Messenger as a channel to get the 24-hour window of communication. And then you're using that communication channel that is highly engaging to get the things to provide value and also ask for other channels of connecting with the customer. So his actually opt-in rate you know what it is? It was he Much got sixty percent of people who got into the messenger funnel provided their phone number. I was sixty percent is is just crazy. Yeah, and it's much higher than usual landing page conversion rates, and yeah. he's also paying less to send traffic into messengers. So yeah. that makes sense. So those two channels, like we shouldn't discard them. We shouldn't like be snobby or something. If you think yeah. about the ROI numbers, like they make sense and those are independent channels. So we definitely should be using those. Yeah. Email is a must just because it's the foundation. Phone number is something that will come in handy, even with the messengers, because you can do customer matching with the phone number to actually send a message to your Facebook. Like if you, even if you don't have the Facebook subscriber, if you already have the phone number, you can actually use customer matching API to send the first message. And I think in WhatsApp and iMessage, you'll be able to message people with their phone number. So wow, that's fascinating. So phone numbers where they had kind of died off because yeah. telemarketing's dying off. Yeah. Now phone numbers are coming back with greater importance because that's yeah. what we're using for these messaging yes. panels. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the first two, the independent ones. Now, talking about the new messaging channels, I would say that as you mentioned iMessage, that made me excited. (laughs) Yeah. So iMessage, I'll leave that for dessert. So the three of Messenger is already open. WhatsApp and Instagram are going to open up. We don't know what is going to be the actual like what are going to be the policies that these platforms implement. They might be different from Messenger. Yeah. Though we do and expect that you say Facebook, you mean Facebook Messenger? Yeah, Facebook yeah. Messenger. So the thing that will happen is that Facebook has announced their plans publicly to actually integrate all of the three platforms. Yeah. And if they do that, I would expect that the API will be the same and that the policy is going to be the same. So I think that we should expect that in two years there could be a single backend platform for messaging across all of these different apps. So that's one thing that that's we should- That's huge. And Mike, really quick, 
I'm not sure if you have the same consumer behavior because you work on Messenger so much, but I'm finding just as a consumer, I'm using Instagram Messenger much more than Facebook Messenger. And I think that that is true for, I'm sure if we looked at usage, we would continue to see that. And you're even seeing that from an ad standpoint, you know, Instagram is becoming more and more important. It doesn't matter to me. It's still a part of the Facebook platform, but anyways, that's going to open a much larger market segment. Like not only of your warm audiences, people that you're already reaching, being able to then reach them on these other channels because they're under the Facebook umbrella, but also just all of the people that might not even be using Facebook Messenger in your market that you might be able to reach through these other two channels. That's really exciting to me. And if merging them into one messenger makes sense, because right now it feels very disconnected for me. I use all three apps and I feel like they could be in one spot. So I'm curious, like, I'm sure you're hoping the API is the same for all three, or that could be crazy for the dev team. So you think they'll kind of squish all of them together and then Minichat will be able to operate with the same features you see now or similarly, and it's just all three platforms instead of one? Yeah, I believe so. I think that it's going to be a single API because it doesn't make sense to have different APIs and then have an integrated platform, but then do not have the integrated APIs. What does the integrated platform looks like? Basically think about your email, like your email, you can have different clients. You can use Gmail or you can use Spark or you can use Sparrow or something else, but you're accessing the same email database, like the, the same messages, the same read and reads and the same, all those things. So I think it will be something like that. So you're going to go into WhatsApp or you're going to go into Instagram direct messages or you're going to go into Messenger and you're going to see just the same conversations with the same people, with the same stickers, with the same everything. It's just going to be different access points to the same messaging capabilities. And I think this is where Facebook is going. And so, yeah, this is about Facebook. And uh, we believe that Instagram and WhatsApp will, like, they're still starting out slow in the SMB market. They're only open to enterprise as of right now, but they will be much more open, I believe, like, in, I would say the uh, optimistic will be in a year, pessimistic will be in two years. And this is where we are. But iMessage is a really interesting. And hold on, Mike, really, one more thing before we get to iMessage. I just want your thought process because we, a few weeks ago, I think actually two months ago now, we did a little update video here in Team Traffic. It's in the members area with Mackenzie Lieberman about the new subscription messaging policy, needing to apply for that. We got all of that clear. But where do you think, and I don't know how much you can say on this, Where do you think Facebook is going in terms of the monetization of Messenger, right? Because obviously they are pushing people towards sponsored broadcasts and wanting you to spend to send promotional messages. And I understand that. But do you think there's like a greater plan there that I might be missing? I feel like Facebook would want to monetize the platform more than they are, but I'm not sure how you do that without turning Messenger into email, you know? The way that sponsored messages actually work, you cannot message the person who is receiving the sponsored message cannot receive more than like, I think one sponsored message per day from all the businesses that they're subscribed to. 
So you're not going to get a ton of messages. It's just going to be, you're going to get only one promotional message from all the businesses you subscribe to. But honestly, like we'll see how like the whole thing unfolds because Facebook is still like basically they're always thinking about how can we like make the platform better, update the experience, make sure that the businesses get the value, the users get the value. If you think about like just the way that you're implementing policy, like if you look at Telegram, for example, like Telegram has a free for all policy and they're basically saying, Hey, we're not going to be monetizing private relationships of business and customer. And you can do whatever you want inside the private chat between the customer and the business. And if the customer wants to leave that chat, they can delete it with one swipe. And if the business wants to send 20 messages in one day for some reason, like they can do that, but the customer will react by unsubscribing. It's basically, it's like, hey, everybody will just figure it out and seems that it's working. Yeah. Like Telegram is growing fast and, yeah. and I like, think it's, it's the policies this, uh, that is, makes the most sense to me. Yeah. And I think Facebook's done a good job with the policies now that they're a bit clearer. And you're right. With Messenger, the end user does have a lot more control than with other channels. I guess I'm just thinking of it like you look at Instagram, the newsfeed, the stories, that's so monetizable. I don't know if that's a word from Facebook's standpoint, from a marketing standpoint. And it seems like with Messenger, yes, there's sponsored messages, which, you know, I guess they might be making a little bit of money. And there are place, there's a Messenger placement, which, you know, isn't a lot of inventory. It'll just be interesting to see because there are so many messages. There's such a volume of time spent. It will be very yeah. interesting to see how they, they monetize that a bit further. Yeah, but I don't think that it's going to be about monetizing the attention. I think that's the big misconception. I think that Facebook might try to do this, but I don't think that that's the right way to approach this. The way that I think that you monetize Messenger is... First of all, by making it the place where communication between customers and businesses happens. Mm -hmm. So as long as you can make Messenger the default destination for communication between customers and businesses, and same goes for WhatsApp, same goes for Instagram, then you can actually start to monetize the transaction. Because Mm -hmm. businesses and customers do not communicate just for fun they usually communicate around some business use case. And whereas there is a business use case, there is a transaction. And the Facebook, through their Libra initiative, yeah, through the other... Payments being that, processed inside a messenger. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to use Libra. If the whole thing goes through and they do it successfully, Libra will become the default way to pay through WhatsApp, through Messenger, through Instagram. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. That will play a part in this. Okay. So tell us about iMessage. Sorry to, to <laughs> I wanted to hear what you thought of that, but tell us about iMessage. So iMessage, I think is actually even closer than WhatsApp wow, and Instagram. Exciting. Have you heard that iMessage has unrolled to all Shopify users? No, no. no? I think it's been a few weeks ago and iMessage has enabled all Shopify merchants to actually do live chat through iMessage. Wow. So over 800,000 merchants. And what that just tells you is that iMessage, it's not like 
open theoretically for SMBs. Right. It's basically saying like, hey, yes, let's do this. Let's see how this goes. Let's open this to hundreds of thousands of businesses on Shopify and see what's happening. And we've talked to the head of product of the iMessages business unit, which is basically Apple business chat. And we've talked about the SMB use cases and the marketing use cases, et cetera. And basically their response was, is that like, Hey guys, we really want to get the SMBs. And we, <laughs> the fun thing was, is that when I asked them, oh, what's your business model? That was the question. Uh, so, so I asked him, hey, man, uh, it's great. What is your business model for, for the Apple business chat? And you know what his response was? Happy customers. <laughs> so basically what he was saying is that Apple believes that if they provide the best messaging experience, the business to customer messaging experience for the end user with a really high customer satisfaction rate, then it will basically, they will be able to monetize it through transaction, Apple Pay, whatever. And I think this is, this is where they want to go. Yeah, it looks like they're starting very bottom of the funnel with customer service, which makes sense, you know, because yeah. users already have the experience. Like, I know that sometimes when I'm buying through Shopify, I'll get a text on my phone and then be, it, it will remember my credentials, my payment credentials. I don't know exactly what that's called, but it makes sense that they're starting here because it's less creepy and people are used to this, right? Like when you forget your password or when you're logging in, you know, and it doesn't recognize your browser for your bank or something. But do you think that iMessage will go more top of the funnel Messenger-wise, or do you think it will depend? Like, do you see growth tools in ManyChat that trigger iMessage conversations? Yeah, so I think yes. So first of all, iMessage is very interested to get people into the conversations with businesses through iMessage. For example, if you're a restaurant or like like taking a local business, gym, spa, beauty salon, whatever you want to capture part of that offline traffic into some digital way to communicate. And the way you usually do that, I would suggest would be either, hey, you can text this through this number or what actually I think will start to happen more and more since when the QR codes were added to the camera natively, they became much, much more popular. So what you're gonna see is that like scan this, For example, imagine you go into a restaurant and you see a table tent right on on the table that says, hey, and it shows the Wheel of Fortune, for example, again, because it's variable rewards and it's really fun. So, and you see the Wheel of Fortune and you see like some of the lower tier things like 5% off, 10% off, some of the like try another day or something. And there's like one slot that is eat for free for a week. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like whoa I know it's low chance but I gotta try this and the only thing that you need to do is scan the QR code so you scan the code it goes into the iMessage and inside the iMessage you have the experience of spinning the wheel and getting your response and what that gives the ability for the business it it opens the gate to actually talk to you and ask you like hey like this is your 10% off this is what you can do show this to the waiter 
by the way, are your first time in our restaurant? You can start building the relationship and start like, actually telling the story of like how it was founded or something. Yeah. And after, for example, there could be an automation that after an uh, hour and a half asks, hey, so how was your meal? Rate us like from one to five stars. You can rate yeah. them and if they rate you five stars, you can say, hey, it would really help us if you really enjoyed us that much. It would really help us if you left a review on Yelp or Google. So now you've just built a whole system with one automation, with one flow through iMessage. It starts from the table. (laughs) starts from the table and it converts your offline traffic into more positive Google and Yelp reviews, which is amazing. And Mike, even though it's it's all done automatically, And even though it's iMessage, if Shopify is already building this ability to, you know, iMessage at the bottom of the funnel, I would assume that functionality will be available, you know, more growth tool wise, but online, which is exciting. Cool. Exactly. They're going to provide the same buttons, I believe. They're going to provide the same buttons because Safari knows who you are. It's all one system. You're logged in into your iCloud account on your Mac, on your Safari. And there's going to be a button that says like, send me this on iMessage and it will show up on your phone. So it's going to be also an amazing experience. And basically iMessage has, they, they told us that like we're different from other messaging apps because we have access to the, operating system we have access to the os and we can actually place buttons to entry points into the imessage experience wherever we want we can place them inside contacts we can place them on the websites in safari we can place them in apple maps (laughs) everywhere that where you go you'll be able to where it makes sense for the person to take the next step to talk to the business to start the conversation, you'll be able to do that. And websites are definitely part of that. I mean, Mike, I could see I'm looking for a restaurant on Apple Maps and I click and I'm able to start an iMessage conversation. Exactly. That's pretty fascinating. Okay. The only problem that Apple Maps is like the bing of search, (laughs) But, uh, uh, but it's getting better. And having access to like Safari and context, I think will also come in really handy. Totally. Okay. So exciting. We've got WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, all becoming one messenger. So that's going to, I mean, at least three X the number of people we're able to reach just through that channel. And then you add on iMessage. I mean, the next two years in messenger marketing, I mean, this is why it's important to test and figure this stuff out now, guys. Because if you figure your strategy out, we're going to talk about this, Mike, but figure out your strategy in terms of where does messenger fit into your marketing strategy? Messenger marketing alone is not a marketing strategy. I mean, it could be if you were a local business, maybe it's a part of a greater plan. But if you start to figure out what works now, you know, does the wheel of fortune on the table at your restaurant work? Is it sending traffic from your website into Messenger? You know, are you getting Messenger ads to work where you're sending Facebook ads into Messenger to get email or phone number? There are a ton of strategies. Go to course.minichat.com. We came up with a bunch of different plays that you can execute there. But If you figure that out now, the opportunity once these start to open up is just insane. I mean, I would say between those four, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and iMessage, I mean, 
it's probably a large portion of the world. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for I, I sure. But wait, but wait, wait, <laughs> it's not all. Like it's, then you also got the combo that is, I think, underappreciated of SMS plus really simple, single purpose websites. And I think that's going to be, and also SMS plus messenger. I think those things are going to be also really interesting where you will use SMS to drive traffic to a messenger experience. If you cannot like use, for example, if the policy, for example, doesn't allow you to reach out directly for some reason, you can also use other vehicles to get the notification out. There is another thing, like I think people were thinking about marketing really siloed. Like there wasn't any platforms that were trying to actually implement the channels from a broader perspective. And for example, I'll give you an example. Neil Patel told us that uh, during our live that... uh, Which he's speaking at Conversations Conference. Conversations Conference. In September. (laughs) So we... We actually wanted to talk about this a bit later, but we're going to tease something that there is a, our conversations conference is coming in September and it's going to be the biggest messenger marketing conference. So if you're excited about all these new channels coming up and you want to learn more from the, basically the, the best experts are going to be there and the best industry experts are going to be there and Facebook is going to be there. There's going to be everybody. So we're going to talk more about this, how to get registered for it. And we got, a code actually the team has was able to create it just for this live you have zuckerberg's sister speaking that's pretty cool exactly (laughs) speaking of neil patel he's speaking exactly so neil has told us that he uses email he uses other channels but he also uses browser push notifications and not a lot of people use browser push notifications i must say for some reason they're like People just don't think that they're worth it. But you know what Neil told us? He told us that browser push drives more traffic to his website than email. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, which is fueled a lot by Neil gets a crazy amount of SEO too, free traffic. So it's like this system, he's driving ads, he's got this free traffic coming in. And it makes sense that that push notification list would just be insanely active. Exactly. It's so interesting that you have these different types of channels where you can reach out to people. So now the question is, how do you actually make sure those channels work together and actually do not over message people and like actually talk to the right people through the right channel and escalate and etc. So this is, I think, is going to be one of the things we will want to solve for the, the marketing world. And yeah. this and is that, where we see this going. And that's something you can solve, Mike, because as you add all of these new messengers, you're going to be able to provide a visual or however it turns out a way to ensure that you know, the whole marketing strategy is working in sync. Because as you said, you add on these channels, you don't want to send duplicate messages, you don't want to overdo it. So that will be exciting to see how you guys end up conceptualizing that. I mean, you'll be a big part of how businesses do that, you know, how they do put together this messenger marketing strategy, which again is a part of a overall business strategy. And you and I were talking about this earlier, but I think still one of the biggest mistakes business owners are making with messenger 
is they're looking at it as a silo channel. Like what's my ROI on messenger, you know, or messenger is going to change my business. And it's like, Messenger is really cool. It's just a channel. What is your overall strategy? Um, And we actually just got a great question from Jay. He said, I have registered for a mini chat account. How would Mike suggest we start using it for a coaching online product business, which uses Mm. webinars as its main sales funnel? And really quick, Jay, just my two cents. Again, Messenger is a channel. So you've got this funnel, this selling system, this webinar that's working in your business. So a good way to add Messenger onto this and to get Messenger in the mix is to start testing, for example, ads that are on Facebook. Someone clicks, it opens in Messenger. You're able to collect their contact information, get them registered for the webinar in Messenger. And a lot of times you'll see a lot lower cost per sign up. And that's one of the plays in the the free mini chat course, course.minichat.com. But I think it's picking one thing that's already working for you. What funnel is working for you? What sales strategy is working for you? Now, how can you deliver that through Messenger? That's going to give you immediate scale in your business because there are some people that don't want to go fill out forms online. They don't want to sign up for a webinar in the traditional way, but they'll be more likely to do it through a Messenger platform. So sorry, Mike, I stole that question, but I feel (laughs) passionate about that. And I think people think they've got to build their whole business out on Messenger. And it's not that way, right? And it's confusing because it functions similar to a CRM. So you do think you need to like build your whole business out in Messenger. But in my opinion, just get started with one piece. Like how can you add Messenger into the mix for a few pieces of your marketing strategy and then kind of go from there? Would you expand? Yeah, I definitely think, think so. When we first started, we were thinking that, hey, people need to build out these crazy elaborate bots and we're going to help them do that. they're impressive. You know, it's impressive, but it's not necessary. The the question is, what what we've actually found is that what you actually need is your first actually live and successful campaign. That's the thing that you're after. When you're trying out a new channel, you don't need to build out the, like all the features and everything else. Just think about how can you implement one campaign? how you can leverage this channel to actually drive more traffic. And for example, the the example that I gave about the restaurant, the QR code that drove more positive uh, five-star Google and Yelp reviews, they don't need a main menu. They don't need a welcome message or a default reply. If they do just that, just that one thing, QR code, deliver the coupon in one and a half hours, ask for a review. If it's good, ask them to leave it on Yelp or Google. That's a single flow that a restaurant could implement and already get value from this channel. So now once you do that, you will get a bit more excited, a bit more familiar with the channel. Now you could implement the second flow, third flow, et cetera. So I would suggest this is how I think you would. And if you're, we're talking about like a online coaching business with webinars, I would say that just driving ads to messenger and not a landing page and qualifying the leads by asking them questions and then getting their either phone number or email to follow up with a call or with a sequence of messages would be something that I would try to lower the cost per lead and per webinar registration. I would use that to deliver some value upfront. So an ad that has some type of offer 
value up front through the messenger and then use messenger to get person to sign up for the webinar yeah. and, and all to, within 24 hours. And to collect information, right? Because in messenger, there's so many more things that you can ask very natively to collect information. And Ari said, duplicate your email system. So like your email flows that you have, Jay, your follow-ups before the webinar into messenger and send webinar notification. You'll increase your attendance rate by at least 50%. Yeah, that's such a good tip because Messenger has such high open rates and engagement rates for you to send the reminders out through Messenger and not just email. Like he said, that's going to increase your actual live show up rate and after the webinar, right? Usually I'll follow up with a, hey, do you want a recording? And they say yes. Now the 24 hours is reset. Give them the recording and follow up with you know any relevant messages or the offer made on the webinar. So yeah. again, just using it as a channel to, you know, not only decrease the cost per signup and increase the number of signups, but also to increase the show up rates and to increase engagement after the webinar happens too. I love that. Great. Teresa said, would the strategies for restaurants also work for a meal delivery service? What do you think, Mike? If you want to do an abstracted version of one of the best performing flows that like in best performing strategies, it goes something like this. Your business has traffic. Traffic is basically a list of customers that do not have access to for some reason. And that traffic converts into some business transactions. So for a restaurant, there is a traffic of offline people going into the restaurant and some of them end up sitting down and buying. Some of them just look at the menu and walk out. Same thing goes for a website. Like you have traffic going in, people look at your products. Some of them decide to buy, some of them walk out. So the basic strategy would be to place an offer in front of the traffic that is really exciting for them, convert a part of that traffic into a subscriber, uh, into subscribers, and then use marketing automation to talk to those subscribers and then drive those subscribers to make a purchase, to make them customers. So basically it's a traffic offer, subscriber, marketing automation sale. And that's a really simple, like abstracted version. Now, if you want to apply that to a business, a meal delivery or whatever other business you're running, you need to figure out first, where is your traffic? Where do you have people like going through the business? Where do you have eyes? And then what is the offer that is going to be exciting for those people and how you can display that offer so people see it and if they decide to act on it, how will you make them subscribers? And then what is going to be the actual process of, the automation that you're going to implement to drive the sale. And if you don't have the traffic, that's fine because you got Molly here who's going to help you with driving that traffic and basically buying that traffic effectively because you can actually do that through Facebook ads, as all of you know. Yeah. And Mike, you know, you think about for a meal delivery service, one of the most important components there is people continuing to buy meals from you, right? And so... Thinking back to the where's the one place I can start with Messenger, why not just with the current customers and getting them to opt in to Messenger so that you can remind them, you can facilitate better ordering, follow up, just to continue those touch points to decrease churn. You know, that's one place you could start and then work your way up the ladder that Mike just talked about. Aaron, hey buddy, he says, we are using Messenger for a client to deliver a digital book after purchase on Thank You Page 
page. He's using the ref URL grow tool that invite to a webinar once they receive works well and more people end up reading the book, which leads to more sales. I mean, that's huge. I see that across the board. One of my favorite funnels to use Messenger within is a mini class or a product launch formula style launch. And the reason is that when you are doing this launch, it's important that people watch all the videos. And so same thing here with you, Aaron. like you're using Messenger to make sure you're staying in front of them and they're actually reading the book they opted in for, um, which is important. So awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. Mike, we're almost out of time. I know how valuable your time is. I appreciate this. This has been so fun. I love geeking out with you. And I just realized I'm in Amsterdam. You're in Moscow. This is like, we're only an hour times difference. It's usually like 12. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really awesome. At least 11. <laughs> right. But tell everybody about the conference. So sadly, I'm going to be here in Europe, so I won't make it, but I'm supporting from the sideline. Yeah, guys, this is an amazing conference. If you have the time and this is interesting to you, go immerse yourself into this world. And the best way to do that is at a conference, not just the content, but the networking and really just being in it and being a part of the community, which one more thing, Mike, I think that's something else that Ezra does well, that you do really well. Minichat isn't about the tool necessarily. It's about this whole community of people that you've brought together that are interested in this channel. And I think that this event is just the visual representation of that. So tell everybody about that. And I know you've got a discount code if anybody wants to come. Yeah. So it's going to be a, as I've said, the biggest messenger marketing event we've run. Molly helped us launch the first one that was last year. This is the second time we were doing this. It's going to be even bigger and it's going to be in Austin, Texas, September from 13th to September 15th. We're going to have an agency day first and then two main days for everybody. And the sessions that we are having, we're having Randy Zuckerberg that she was a marketing leader at Facebook for several years. And now she's a really successful uh, entrepreneur, agency owner. And she's going to speak about the future consumers and how consumers are changing in the way that they buy and the way that they actually approach learning from brands and making those decisions. And we're going to have Neil Patel. He's going to be talking about the future of marketing and all the channels and multi-channel strategies that we were talking about here. And we're going to have like the best of the best minds in Messenger, like McKinsey and everybody else, like uh, Philip Lecotter and David Sambor, who sold over $3 million dollars in sales like in 24 hours yeah something Ari is going to be there yeah it's, it's just an amazing group of people that are going to come together we're going to have over a thousand people everybody who thinks that messengers are the future of marketing and that messengers are the way that people communicate and that you want to learn as a business and as an agency and how to apply messengers in your business and for your clients you should be there that's like basically wow bottom line. And if you want to do that, we've got a special code for this live, especially for Molly. It's going to be 30% off. Awesome. And the code is going to be Molly P. M-O-L-L-Y-P. And it's conversationsconference.com. Exactly. Uh, Molly, M-O-L-L-Y-P. I love it, Mike. 
anything else you want to add other than come in September? <laughs> come in September. I think the best uh, message that we can end this with because this is going to be where we're going to, we're actually bringing half of the team there. So people will be able to talk to all the developers, designers, product managers of main chat and like ask them about like where we see this going. And we're going to announce some of the really exciting new uh, cool features that we're launching. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Mike. Well, thank you as <laughs> always, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for your immense knowledge and really guiding us on this journey. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for where this is going and it's still the beginning. So yeah, it you. is. have a good night. Keep up the good work and we'll talk soon, guys. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Mike. I hope you're as pumped as I am uh, about messenger marketing rolling out on iMessage, WhatsApp, Instagram, and everything that Mike and I had a chance to talk about today. For any resources mentioned, head over to the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have an awesome day, guys. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.